welcome to No Stage Lights, a podcast where we go behind the smoke and mirrors of everything from marriage to entrepreneurship. I am your host, Janelle Carter. And I'm Terry Carter. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, guys. Thank you for joining us. Hey, we are rolling right in from last episode, which was uh, friendships after divorce and establishing a new relationship. Uh, We had so much to say in that episode that we thought we would kind of continue on. Um, In that episode, we did talk a lot about what it looked like in the process of our divorces and reestablishing a new relationship and what those friendships around us looked like. It was tough to stop talking for me. (laughs) We had a lot to say. (laughs) And so in today's episode, we want to talk about what it looked like for us those first few months of being freshly divorced. Okay. Okay. You starting or am I? Well... Let's see. <laughs> I think you should. Oh, boy. Okay. okay. So, um, I moved out. L- let's establish some, um, gu- not guidelines, but let's lay down some info here. Okay. You were the one who moved out of your home. Correct. I, when you got divorced, yep. I stayed in my home. When I got divorced, so and that it looked very different for both of us. It sure did because, uh, and I think most guys are going to be able to relate to this um, because we are normally the ones that have to leave the home. In some cases, yeah. Um. Okay, I'm going to say majority, but whatever. That's my opinion. So, the hardest thing, you know, so you move out, you're used to your surroundings, and then all of a sudden now your new surroundings. And for me, it was going from my home to a uh, a trailer. A camper. A, a camper, yeah. Mm-hmm. And any of you guys that are campers out there, you know, spending November <laughs> in a camper is not ideal. It's very chilly because they're not built for wintertime. So, nonetheless... Um, you went I, to your camper I, first. Yeah, I moved to my camper first, and then I searched for a apartment, and um, I moved back more towards my hometown because I couldn't afford the rent where I was previously living. Yeah, you were more in the suburb, suburbs. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. What? So, how many? How much square footage did you go from in your home? I went from five thousand square feet to eight hundred. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I remember this because we were friends during this period of time. We were working together. We already mm-hmm. knew each other. We were supporting each other through some pretty difficult times. Like yeah. we talked about, you know, before in one, of, I think it was our episode two, um, getting to know us. And, uh, I had literally finished remodeling the basement of my home mm-hmm. and then <laughs> I no sooner finished that than, than I'd leave. So, yeah. um, by your, by your, by choice, choice. by cho- oh, sure. absolutely, hundred percent by choice. So um, you were, so you get into this apartment, and it's an on-street parking. Oh, you had a parking lot upstairs apartment, yeah, no, no garage, no garage. Which whatever. You did have a washer and a dryer. Yes. Two bedrooms, a very small, tiny little patio. Yep. And uh, and not a whole lot of anything, did you? No, I, no, I had I had Big Bird. Hand me down. Yep, I had, I had my bird. Yeah, a, a bird, a tropical bird. My green wing macaw, big bird. She was she was wonderful. A hand me down couch. Thank you, Susie. Yep, 
uh, hand. Um, I bought a I bought a bed. Okay. I, had, I I bought a bed online. Yeah. And um, you had another bed too for the second bedroom for the kids. For the kids, right, right, right. And yeah. and a lot of Dorino. Oh my God! It, it was like every every third shower that you would take in my bathroom. <laughs> You were standing in six inches of water. And now, keep in mind, I'm on the second floor. So I don't know how this was happening, because obviously gravity should be working. Mm -hmm. And I learned very quickly that I needed to keep a lot of Drano on hand. I talked about, I talked to the building maintenance guy, and um, he wasn't much help. Who happened to be my building maintenance guy in a different location but same owners of the buildings yeah so you were in an apartment complex i was in a duplex owned by the same family around the corner from each other and um and i stayed in my duplex Mm -hmm. after my divorce i my kids and i stayed in the home that i had with my ex-husband and so we painted we did some things to keep up, you know, <clears throat> to freshen the place up right, a little bit. Kind of a face like yeah. And I think uh, that helped quite a bit. Um, yeah. I, I mean, again, going from such a, a larger space that I had, call me spoiled, call me whatever, but I worked very hard for it. So there's that. Oh, I um, loved your apartment. Yeah. I, we loved it. I'll tell you what, I would take my apartment. 10 times over the house that I had um, for the simple reason was it was mine and it, and, and it was everything that I loved inside of it. So, and, and guys, you, if you're listening and if you've been through it, you get exactly what I'm saying mm-hmm. when you can break away and, and find your own comfort in yourself and in your surroundings, it doesn't matter if you're living in a tent because you'll take a tent <laughs> over a 5,000 square foot house any day of the week. Mm-hmm. I promise you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a small price to pay for Drano. <laughs> now, when you and I started dating, we spent more time at your apartment than we did at my house because I had shared that home with my ex-husband and you were not comfortable hanging out there. Out of respect. I get that hundred percent. I He didn't live there anymore. But, but it was yeah. It was a different a, a, a man should not in uh, take over another man's dwelling in my eyes. Your eyes, yeah. My I eyes. does it make me a bad person that I was comfortable with hanging with you because there are well, people who <clears throat> no it, it's it's it, again that's a that's a preference that's a personal yeah, opinion that's my personal take on it that's how i it i'm not yeah because there's a lot of guys yeah out there i'm not who pointing getting, fingers this isn't about that remarried and moving into the house and it's and all about you know? we spent time at your house mm-hmm. we had dinner we sat on the couch and watched tv it's yeah. not about that it it's it's just me. I'm old fashioned sure. and I'm quirky and Well, you are old fashioned. That's okay. Yeah. You know? So, but whatever. Um, so how about for me learning how to cook for like cuz cuz 
my youngest was a toddler. She was a baby. She was a baby. So she wasn't even like eating dinner. My oldest was, you know, nine or 10 or something like that. And so um, here I, you know, I went from cooking for a family to cooking for, you know, boom, all of a sudden I'm the single mom cooking for who, I don't know, you know. And all um, three of you. I was in the best shape of my life. <laughs> yeah. A lot of, a lot of, boxed, I thought I'm agreeing with you, a lot but of yeah. Boxed, <laughs> a lot of boxed wine. I think yeah. I had a lot of boxed wine. Um, those are some interesting times. So some of the, we, we touched a little bit on the whole, uh, ramen noodles, but you ate a lot of ramen noodles yeah. as a single, newly single guy. And, um, was that the first time you were ever single? No, no. Okay. No, no. I had my own place. Um, when I moved on my parents' home, um, it was short lived, but I mean, I'd, I'd lived with a girlfriend at one point, but it was short lived. Mm hmm. Um, oh, no, I had my own place. I was on the road most of the time, so I lived out of a bag for 10 years. Terry was a touring musician yeah. and was so on the road a lot. So. I, I wasn't in one spot for yeah any length of time, so you can't really use me as a, as a guideline because I didn't have roots. I mean, my mm-hmm. roots were my mom and dad. Right. So I had my, my, my home that I grew up in, so anytime it came up, where are you from? I'm from the town I grew up in Dwight and I, my mom and dad's house. Right. So right. it's hard to. Sure. And I had know. lived by myself with my, my oldest son in uh in my favorite. I loved my first duplex that I ever had. I loved that duplex where I lived by myself. It was great, but I never cooked in there. I mean, I cook so much now. I'm so passionate about food and, and showing my love through food, which we've talked about before, but um, you know, when it was just me, I don't even think I ever used the stove once. I mean, maybe the stove top, but the oven. I understand that completely because when I had my house, when I moved out of mom and dad's house, when I had my house there in town, um, my dear friend Dave, who owned the house, he put new carpet in for me. And, and I think I, I think he was charging me 300 bucks a month. Oh rent. my God. Yeah, I was I was paying three hundred bucks a month rent, and it was this older house, but it was a, I think it was what was it one two three, two it was a two bedroom house, and had a you know nice little living room and a great mm-hmm. dining room and the kitchen, but I can honestly tell you, I barely remember the kitchen, yeah, because I didn't cook, and then even when my girlfriend at the time she moved in for that short moment. I still can't tell you that we really cooked yeah. at that place. Dave, if you're listening and you still have availability in this house for $300 a month, <laughs> give us a call. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to travel. <clears throat> I would, that would be great. Oh man. Um, my, <laughs> this was my, in the eighties, by the way, so. my duplex in Seneca, I grew up in Seneca, Illinois and on the Illinois river and my duplex in Seneca was great. It was new. It was, it was, newly built but the um but every time i turned on the only time i turned the oven on was to make a frozen pizza after like i would get done playing a show and Mm -hmm. we'd come home and you know my friends and i would come home and every single time the carbon monoxide detector would go off so i just stopped i stopped not the smoke alarm or the carbon you mean the smoke the smoke alarm yeah the carbon monoxide detector did go off one time. Really? Yeah. One time I had to go to the hospital. 
Mm. Fire department had to come. It was a big ordeal. Mm. The smoke, I'm sorry, you're right. The smoke alarm would go off. And uh, so good times. Hey guys, um, today's episode is brought to you by the Carter Coffee Company. And uh, check them out, cartercoffeeco.com. Socially conscious, direct trade, global love. This is a Guatemalan premium coffee. It's absolutely delicious and such a great cause. Yes, it's helping the farmers. Yep. Helping everybody, actually. Yeah. Us and the farmers. Us and the farmers. So, yeah, we'd be, uh, uh, we ship all over. So, check it out. Go check it out. And uh, if you're a coffee drinker, I think you like it. Getting back to um, uh, just being divorced and, and moving out, I, I felt like we kind of, I don't want to stray from that. Um, guys, you can relate to this. The hardest thing for me when I when I'm leaving home, mm-hmm. your home that you've been used to, um, and I and I don't. I, the hardest thing was not being able to kiss your kids goodnight every night, and mm-hmm. and when I say that, I don't mean this bad, but moms, you don't know what that's like. Custodial parents. Correct. Okay. All right. You're right. Don't know what that's like. Correct. Correct. So you go from every night being able to tuck your children in to not seeing them. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, was the biggest hurdle of the divorce. Everything else was, nothing else mattered. I mean, I did everything else for the right reasons, but the hardest decision was not being able to see my mm-hmm. kids and then see them in the morning. And yeah, it was the biggest change for you. Biggest change. And that was <clears throat> also the subject of many, many arguments for you and I, after we got together and not in a bad way, you know, it was more of a, you don't understand what it's like, you know, coming from, you don't understand what it's like. And, and so very two different very viewpoints on oh, yeah. on that. Sure. You know, and then custodial parent is sending kids to, you know, the other parent and it's pretty complicated. That's a that's a slippery slope to it, it really is. I mean, especially when you have if the if if it's not a healthy equal yeah. Yeah. If you got somebody who's vindictive, it's just it can be messy. Yeah, for be sure. Very messy. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And the children suffer. That it, it, it the it in the big picture. Do what you want to me, but in the end, it really the children are the ones mm-hmm. who really take it. Mm-hmm. You know, mentally. From yeah, that. agreed. Yeah, yeah. Um, finding that happy me because we were just reading a statistic that forty to fifty percent of marriages end in divorce in That's the United crazy. States. Forty to fifty percent, and. You know, is it because no one's willing to stick it out? And I and, don't like that term. Okay, I, I, I don't. Okay, I don't, because okay, what does not that stick mean? it out. All right, you're right. Uh, maybe a bad choice of words. Okay, is but I've let's see. Lack, I don't know. Is it because is, is it because they're going? Oh, this ain't working. So I want to move on. Swipe left, swipe right. I mean, is it too easy? Does anybody? I mean, did you try in your marriage? Did I try? Mm-hmm. Did you try? Heck yeah, I tried. Okay. All right. Absolutely. Did, Did you? you try? Absolutely. Did you try? Did you really give it that effort? Yeah. 
Yeah. 100%. That's all I'm saying. hundred percent. That's all I'm saying. I think I can, I can honestly say that before the next big step, which was separation and then divorce, those steps were taken. That's all I'm saying. That's when I say, you know. Yeah. Um, let's see. It says here, the Huffington Post uh, from HuffingtonPost.com says, if you think that sexual infidelity is the leading cause of divorce, you've got it all wrong. We've pulled over a hundred your tango experts to see what they are saying. Believe it or not, communication problems came out as the top reason, number one reason that marriages fail. Where does financial land? Does it um, show? I don't know, but. Because it used to be financial was a big. Communication. I'm sorry. I don't, I'm not understanding. <laughs> Um, let's see. Getting in for the wrong reasons, marrying for money. Uh, oh, crap. Lack, I missed that boat. <laughs> lack of in me too. Lack <laughs> of individual identity. Um, becoming lost in the roles. Many couples forget their single friends and single ways when they get married. And when you add children to the mix, most parents soon neglect or completely forget that they are a couple. So I do understand that. Um, not having a shared vision of success. Interesting. Uh, the intimacy disappears, unmet expectations. I expect we are going to do an entire episode on expectations and unrealistic expectations, which I think sometimes I have unrealistic expectations. Do I need to be present for these? You set yourself, you set the bar high for yourself. I do? Yeah, you do. And so when you falter a little, I'm like, dude, you're like, great at everything. Why are you screwing this up? Unrealistic expectation for me to set upon you, I think. Hmm. Interesting, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. We're not going to fall into the 40 to 50%, are we? <laughs> God, I hope not. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm kidding. Well, that'll be an interesting topic for next time. Unrealistic yeah. expectations and realistic expectations. What are those boundaries in your marriage that, you know are bendable and that are just absolutely hard pass. No way. You don't cross that line. I'd like to, I'd like to um, dive into that next time. Sure. So another deep conversation. Don't yes. worry everybody. Next time I'm going to put my comedian hat on. I have got all kinds of jokes. Hey, Terry. <laughs> hey, Terry. Yes. How do you make holy water? I don't know. You boil the hell out of it. That a girl. Thank you, Dr. Welch, for that yes. great joke that I have in my back pocket. Hey, everybody, you take care. Thank you for tuning in. We are signing out. I am Janelle Carter. I'm Terry Carter. We will see you soon. Everybody take good care of each Thanks other. Thanks for listening. See you.